Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. One, two, three, four. Welcome to the Badass Women Hour podcast Extra Bits our little gift for you podcast subscribers. This week, we're talking to Jordan Waller, actor and writer, who's about to launch a play all about his life growing up with two lesbian mothers. He talks about what it's like to be the only one at school with a different family setup, why he went looking for his biological father, and what it was that drove him to become a sperm donor. Badass Women's Hour XL on Talk Radio. She'll get you talking. We're now joined by Jordan Waller, the actor and writer of new show at the Vault Theatre, The D Word. Jordan, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, so tell us, The D Word is about a young man growing up with lesbian parents. Your life story inspired the story, is that correct? It is indeed, yes. I'm very much like, I'm very much like Jesus Christ because <laughs> I'm a sperm donor baby. <laughs> and I, uh, I, I, I'm also born of lesbian parents, a little bit like Jesus Christ, as I say in the show. <laughs> Uh, and unfortunately, two years ago, I lost my mother to uh, cancer and okay. it left this indelible kind of mark on me and a great gaping hole in my life, um, as you might imagine, that mm. I tried to fill in by uh, tracking down my biological father, which is an impossibility because he um, donated before the sperm donor anonymity laws were raised. So I can't actually know who he is. But I had this great desire to heal myself and the d word explores um how young men cope with defining their feelings um and the struggles that i went through doing that and the sort of erroneous path that i took to learn that in order to mourn you have to you have to accept certain things in life absence more than anything live alongside the holes that we all have love that how old are you now children Oh, I just, I'm 26. I'm about to turn 27. You sound exhausted. I really am. It's you can't, much. until you're way over the 30 point, you can't play. No, um, no. So that, for me, I mean, I imagine you growing up, I'm assuming that there were not a lot of other kids with lesbian parents at the school games. Do you know what? Funnily enough, there weren't initially. No. And I was, um, I, I had to leave uh, my first school because I was bullied because my mum's second partner and my third mum, who's maybe 
maybe could be called a, a more obvious lesbian, um, stereotypically anyway. Yeah. She came to pick me up at school one day and declared herself as um, my mum's partner. And at that time, uh, we were sort of in the closet about it because it wasn't acceptable. My mum actually could risk losing her job were she to say that she was living oh. this sort of lifestyle. Um, so... I was bullied relentlessly because uh, one of the after-school teachers sort of spread it around the kids and the parents, which is a rather pernicious wow. thing to do, and I had to leave. But then I went to my second school in Bristol, and um, suddenly it was a really cool thing, and I kind of loved it, and gay became this really sort of subversive. Everyone was really jealous because I had, like, yeah. you know, I had two mums, and uh, everyone it's was like, oh, cool. God, I've just got, like, some really boring, you know, man. <laughs> <watches> <laughs> football, so, so um, uh, weirdly, though, um, there was another boy who turned up. His <laughs> Bristol is you know, such a sort of you know bougie, hessian wearing, quinoa munching middle class <laughs> oasis. But this other boy turns up, and he's got lesbian parents too. And I, I hated him. To be honest with you. I mean, special I status my... was just gone. Yeah, I know. I know. It's really yeah. I, I felt very. Uh, was that good was though? Good. Was it good to have another child that had a, that came from a similar upbringing and family dynamic? It, honestly, though, it, honestly, it was very, it was very strange because I, I think in order to cope, I kind of made, um, I made myself into a sort of Jesus Christ figure, actually, and I explore that a lot in the show because I, I was so unique that I had to sort of really wear this pink badge uh, with pride and feeling that you know I was actually not the only one. It was kind of a great thing, and he's a lovely, lovely guy that I, I actually. I actually still uh, keep in contact with a little bit. Um, but it, yeah, it was really strange. It was really strange. But that's that's Bristol for you anyway. <laughs> um, so in the show, you say you decided to go off and try and find your biological father. Did you know when you started that that it was going to be an impossibility? I did. And I think um, in the show, there is um, I, I had to sort of leave the facts behind a little mm -hmm. bit. And I had to mind the truth of what I wanted to do. Because if you're going to create a sort of theatre show that you've got to... You've, you, you, you've got to create a compelling narrative and actually yeah. the mess that is reality, you know, is, is really navel gazing and not yeah. particularly compelling for an audience. So um, I did. And some of the steps that I took was that, you know, I I, I registered with all of these um, very bureaucratic organizations to see if he had uh, if he had come forward and wanted mm -hmm. to be known. Hefa is one of them, which sounds like sort of Peter, but for <laughs> sperm donor dads. And uh <laughs> And uh, I found out that I have I have siblings. I have five siblings. Um, wow. Uh, potentially uh, that I'm in the process of, you know, maybe getting uh, in contact with, perhaps. Um, let's see how the show goes. And uh, <laughs> uh, I also um, wanted to become a sperm donor myself, so I I, uh, I donated uh, I donated sperm. What made you do that? What was the kind of decision on it? It was. I, I suppose it was a way of. Um, maybe feeling close to my father or mm -hmm. feeling like I was sort of doing what he'd done before me. But more than anything, it was a way of honouring um, my mum. I felt like I really wanted to do something concrete and, and, and do something to honour her memory uh, because I felt terribly guilty because, as we all do, we don't see our parents enough. And yeah. when they're gone, you, you have so much that you wanted to say to them and that you weren't able to. So it was a sort of, you know, uh, doomed way of, of saying... I love you and I think what you've done for me the gift of life is amazing and I want to carry on doing that for other families because I think it's amazing what was it like casting your mum in the play well I play her myself oh. 
Wow. I do impersonations of all of my mothers and it's been an ongoing threat that I've made against them. <laughs> <laughs> I've always said because they raised me in this sort of alternative way and I've had to suffer so much because of <laughs> that I would one day write a sort of French farce in a house set in Brighton, you know, with all of them and I would take the mick out of them effectively. <laughs> so I'm finally getting to do that. Um, but they're amazing and they really yeah. don't mind. They don't mind how much I take the mick out of them. They're so supportive. They are honestly the most amazing parents ever. Even the dead one. You know, it's <laughs> just, it, they, I couldn't ask for more. Did you did you enjoy writing it or has it been quite hard horrible, to write yeah, it? Horrible, horrible to write it. But um, because, like I said before, making a sort of clean narrative out of uh, all of this mess and, you know, death is something that we just can't understand. Uh, it meant that I really had to dig very deep and open up a lot of wounds that, hadn't really um you know hadn't really sutured uh, up to that point so while it was incredibly difficult um and i had to group together a lot of the facts i had to group together lots of sort of people into energies in order to make the characters clearer etc cetera, etc cetera. um it was an incredibly cathartic and kind of healing process and uh it's just now i have to perform it you say this is your kind of first time professionally on stage you've mainly been doing tv work up yes now, i right? have i've mainly been doing um i've mainly been doing tv work and um a few films i've actually just wrapped on a on on, on a film that i wrote and that i'm starring in uh tentatively called go home which is a brexit comedy horror it'll be in uh, <laughs> cinemas near you in about june uh, and that was out in Australia, which was an amazing experience. And I'm going to film on another film that I've uh, I've written. I'm going to play a small part in called Off the Rails, which is a sort of light uh, comedy drama about middle-aged women because that's my métier. <laughs> <laughs> Do you see yourself as more of an actor or a writer? I think that um, I feel very disempowered by uh, acting sometimes. So, you know, when you're out of work, the best thing to do is just to, if you can, write yourself parts because god knows no one else else. i thought you were actually going to ask do you see yourself as more more of a middle-aged woman that's why i thought that's what i thought you were saying yeah Yeah. no i'm just i'm I'm actually i'm a lesbian really (laughs) happened to sleep with men it's so lovely to have you on the show thank Thank you so much uh the d word by jordan waller is running at the vault festival from the 13th to the 17th of february um, I think we've had a taster. I think it's, we can safely say it's going to be hilarious. Uh, Jordan, if anyone wants to find out more, follow you, find out what you're up to, where should they be looking? Uh, you can follow me on Instagram, you can follow me on Twitter, but you can also visit the Vault Festival website where you'll be able to find the D Word and book tickets. And I'd really love you all to come. Yes, brilliant. Thank you very much for joining us. One, two, three, four. This has been the Badass Women's Hour podcast with me, Harriet Minter, Natalie Campbell and Emma Sexton. If you want to hear more from us, you can come follow us on social media at Badass Women's Hour HR um, or leave us a review and tell us how much you love us. We really need to feel the love. Five stars should do it. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues 
your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.